you know, what comes to mind when you think of Jesus and we just rattled off some words, King, Alpha and Omega, the Lamb of God, he's God Almighty. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had someone come up to you and spend a lot of time, though, talking to you about Jesus as the carpenter? Encouraging, inspiring, and equipping leaders. This is Coach and Joe. Have you ever thought about Jesus Christ with a business plan? My guest today <laughs> sure has, and it's changed my life. The carpenter. You may think of him as the great I am in many other wonderful superlatives, but what about Jesus the carpenter? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach and Joe. I tell you what, these things that we record, I'm excited about today because I'm here with Mike Hardigree, by the way. My name is Chad Norris. This is a conversation that I'm just in the middle of in my own personal life. I'm wearing a shirt today called Norris Hospitality. My wife and I have jumped into the deep end on business, flying to Chicago next weekend to meet someone who's been in business for a long time, loves Jesus Christ very much, who's helping me think big. I've been around you for a long, a long time. You know, the conversation on the kingly and the priestly is exciting because God's leading me to be a part of both. Mm. I love the local church and I also love the marketplace. But today we're going to talk about Jesus as a marketplace leader. Yes. I asked you before the show started, you know, what comes to mind when you think of Jesus? And we just rattled off some words, King, Alpha and Omega, the Lamb of God. He's God Almighty. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had someone come up to you and spend a lot of time, though, talking to you about Jesus as the carpenter? No one thinks of him that way. I haven't until yeah. I met you. Yeah. I'm going to read you a verse. These are your slides. This is what you teach. But you didn't write Mark 6, 2 through 3. Holy Spirit did. But this is this is awesome. I want, you, I want you to talk about this. I have never thought of this until you taught it. Okay, so Jesus was in his own hometown of Nazareth. Yep. To which, if you know anything about Nazareth, it's still a little bit squirrely. Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't a big fan of Jesus. My tour guy, when I went to Israel, said to this day, People in Nazareth, other Jews don't like doing business with them because they're so stingy oh. and mean. Oh, <laughs> I swear. And to this day, yeah. 2,000 oh. years later. Wow. All right. Uh, Mark 6, 2 through 3. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter. Yeah. So you made this statement. You said, did you know that in his hometown of Nazareth, Jesus was known first as a marketplace person? That's right. When did you begin yeah. to think this way? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, it's been within the last few years, I would say, as I've been realizing uh, just how important marketplace was to Jesus' business plan for his ecclesia, because it's in the marketplace that Jesus... Um, uh, that's his business plan for expanding and advancing his kingdom on earth. So that's when I started thinking about it. Who was he really? And, and how, how did he teach so much about money and financial things and business things as uh, as a rabbi? But that's, I think, when uh, I began realizing, well, yes, he was a rabbi, but he was a carpenter. He was a businessman. He had to uh, have a competitive price. He had to do a bill of materials. He had to make a profit. How, so how could Jesus teach on generosity if he didn't have the money to be generous with 
And where did he get that money? As a carpenter, as a businessman. And the more really exciting stories are coins appearing in fish's mouths. Yeah. But there's another side to the coin, no pun intended. <laughs> he made money. Yes, he did. Did you ever play kickball uh, out in the playground growing up as a kid where oh, you'd yeah. have two captains and they'd pick everybody? Sure. Oh, yeah. Or I'll take this person, yeah. this person. Yeah. Here's what I love about this ecclesia conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's say someone just really falls in love with Jesus. The assumption is, well, I need to serve on that church staff, or mm. that's the higher level of, I guess, connection to God. That's not true. I, I did that so many years, Chad. I did can't you? tell you, years ago, in my early 30s, I said, I want to get promoted into uh, church yeah. ministry yeah. away from the marketplace where I was serving. Here's what I love. I it's, was so mistaken. It's like kickball. Yeah. Everybody gets to play. Mm-hmm. It, I, I love that because yeah. this conversation, Jesus was a carpenter. He's not just the great I am. Mm-hmm. He's not just the connection to the Father. He his life was a model of what our lives can look like. And mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, most people are never going to be on a church staff. Uh, I'm not even sure that was the biblical idea of some form of perfection anyway. All 12 of his marketplace leaders, or all 12 of his disciples are in the marketplace. Yeah. But that's not even the point I want to talk about. This is what <laughs> blows my mind. Jesus was in the marketplace. Yes, he was. What do you think his trade looked like? What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, he, as a carpenter, I, you know, I don't. He maybe he was framing up, uh, you know, little houses in uh, in uh, Nazareth, but I think that uh, as I've studied it anyway, I think that he was a he was a craftsman, not just a carpenter. Yeah. When you look at the uh, Greek word for that, it's more of, as a, of a of a very skilled artisan mm-hmm. type craftsman, and that he was making. Um, Tables and chairs and maybe front doors, but they were works of of craftsmanship uh, that he was doing. So it wasn't just very simple carpentry. My tour guide in Israel believes he did a lot of stone work. Oh, in addition. Which would match what you're saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you think the significance of that? Like, why are we even talking about this? Why does it matter? (laughs) If someone's listening to us, okay, we're sitting here talking about our king, Lord and Savior, as a carpenter. Mm Mm-hmm. Why does it matter? Wow. Well, I think he taught so much, like I said, so many of his parables had uh, the context of business and money and finances to it. He he couldn't have taught on those things unless he understood uh, from practical firsthand experience how to manage money, how to steward things well, how to make money, and how to be generous with money. All the things that he taught seemed to imply that he was a businessman and he was a successful businessman. You know what I think is powerful too? His harvest was in the marketplace. Yes. Let's just do some simple arithmetic here. There were no church buildings. The synagogue was set up very different than what we know as Mm -hmm. churches, especially the temple. Mm -hmm. And so he knew that the harvest field out there really was the marketplace. Yep. So he picked up his disciples not to send them into church buildings to gather people to hear their mm-hmm. expertise on even the Torah. He was a very, I know he's supernatural, but he was also very natural. Mm-hmm. And he picked common, ordinary people to equip them, specifically by showing them who the Father was. Yes. And that blew their mind. Yes. Because the only paradigm they had of God was stories passed down upon his unapproachability, if that's a word. God Mm -hmm. was very distant in the Old Mm -hmm. Covenant. Mm -hmm. Now Jesus shows up, common people, these aren't overly educated people in the religious system, 
But my point is the harvest field was to the carpentry field. It wasn't to the, the normal uh, farming lifestyle, the common people fishermen lifestyle. Nothing has changed. The harvest field for the end time move of God, I believe, is not attracting people mm -hmm. to church buildings. Mm -hmm. It's equipping to send out into the business world, into the GEs. Well, Jesus did 90% of his ministry in the marketplace, out and not in the temple or the synagogue. Yes, he taught in the temple and the synagogue, but his ministry was done outside in the streets and the marketplace. And that's exactly what we read in the book of Acts, all through the book of Acts. They're in the marketplace. Yeah, Paul went to Ephesus or where Antioch, wherever, and he would go to the temple, but oftentimes they were kicking him out as quick as he got there. Sometimes they'd listen and uh, because he was entertaining them with philosophies at first, but when they would, at some point they got offended, they kicked him out. Paul and the disciples advanced the kingdom of heaven and turned the world upside down, Acts 17, 6, because they were in the marketplace and they were in people's homes. They were breaking bread together, feasting together, teaching, um, you know, reading, studying the Bible, and uh, praying together. He was in all in the marketplace. You know that 80% of his ministry-ish was around the Sea of Galilee. Yes. And we actually got to be in a lot of those places. <clears throat> matter of fact, uh, they believe a lot of the sites, they're not sure, but some of them, they're very confident. We, we even saw some of the houses, the house that Simon Peter's mother would have even lived in. And around the lake was commerce. Oh, yeah. And so market mm -hmm. marketplace. Mm -hmm. hey, I want to talk to you about this. You, you have this quote. And so we're talking about um, business plan type stuff. So this morning I taught a class at Garden College on five steps to set goals. And I love what Dave Ramsey says. Uh, the father feeds the birds, but the birds don't stay in the nest. They get out of the nest in that morning and they go, mm. they go find the worm. Uh, successful businesses have a business plan, mm -hmm. have a focus. You even mentioned that Jesus had a business plan. Let me let me read this quote to you, and you can talk about it here. Okay. The marketplace is the platform of Jesus's business plan for his kingdom to be established on earth. Let me read that again. The marketplace is the platform of Jesus's business plan for his kingdom to be established on the earth. Some people, when you're like, what do you mean Jesus Christ had a business plan? What are we yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... A mind bender. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on that quote? Wow. Well, yeah, we, we talked a little bit last session on uh, his his business plan, and, and that may be uh, a, a little bit offensive possibly to some people because they think of him in terms of being a rabbi and a religious leader and all. But uh, his, his business plan was really uh, from a business context, and the marketplace was his platform. Um, any company that's successful, they have a, a, a platform, something that is a, a strategic competitive advantage, something that's going to move them forward to become profitable and grow in the marketplace. Well, Jesus' business plan was the ecclesia, was sending people out where two or three are gathered together. And uh, last time I messed this up, but it was the Coventus Civium Romanorum was the Roman model for two or three people yep. gathering together. They had the mandate of Rome. They had the authority of Rome and the power of Rome backing them up. And so Jesus' platform being the marketplace was the authority and the power of the kingdom went with those guys wherever they went. They said yes to the Great Commission, 
and they walked in power. They received power, of course, in uh, Acts 1-8 when the Holy Spirit came on them. But they had authority and they had power. And as they went into the marketplace, they changed the world. You know what I think more than half of the battle is that you and me are facing? It is helping a person in the marketplace understand Mm -hmm. that not only is that platform not less than, it's ordained. It is ordained, yes. I I just read uh, Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. Man, I know it's been around forever. The whole book is really Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Psalm 78, they limited the Holy One of Israel. I think a lot of this conversation Mm -hmm. is repenting, metanoia. It's getting our minds around, wait a minute, I'm not a second class. Like God is with me, not only with me, he wants to prosper me and open up thousands of conversations to where I can share my testimony and influence someone else to mm-hmm. fall in love with the Father and it never be in a church building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's this. Oh, it is. It, metanoia is really, it's not just a repenting means to change the way you're thinking about it, change your perspective about it. The Lord has really been um, impressing and ha- having me focus in the last several weeks, Chad, on Matthew 13. I think it's around verses 9 through 16. But that's where Jesus taught on having eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand. And he said that when you do have eyes to see and ears to hear, that more will be given to you when we operate in that. And so uh, Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, Peter later on, when uh, Jesus was talking about his death and Peter said, you know, no, don't let that happen, Lord. And, and he said, get behind me. And he's basically saying, Peter, you are not seeing things the way God sees them. And a little bit later on, on the Mount of Transfiguration, God, uh, when, when Jesus beamed up and, and God said, this is my beloved son. And what did God say to those three guys there? He said, listen to him. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. So it's about seeing and it's about hearing and having a heart to obey. And so this metanoia that you're talking about is seeing things the way God sees them, hearing what God is saying, and uh, and then obeying that and having an understanding of what his heart is about those things. Our obedience to seeing and hearing is what our whole life is about. You know who the Father loves? It's not just everybody, and it's not just the least of these. He loves wealthy people that are struggling Mm -hmm. with suicidal thoughts, loneliness, Mm -hmm. depression. Addictions. Addictions. They have lots of money but no connection. Addicted to workaholism. Mm -hmm. I believe that there is a harvest field that is ripe. There is. And he's just looking for some workers. I have a heart for those people, Chad. I cannot tell you. The business executives, they were so successful. They had a lot of power in their organization, but their marriages were wrecked. Their kids hated them. They had uh, alcoholism. They're suffering addictions like that. Um, and they, they just were so hurting. <clears throat> and it, But that opens the door for you. When they see the light that's in your life, and you know what uh, uh, St. Francis of Assisi said, I preach every day. And sometimes I use words. Our life is a testimony. People can see a difference in us. So when we go into the marketplace 
And people see, well, how did he know to do that and make a illogical or irrational decision that turned out really well? And or they can just see that we have we're 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 carrying a light and a peace and a joy that they crave and they've never seen it before. Our life is a testimony, and then we have opportunity to share some words about it. Help us spread the word for Coach and Joe. Coach and Joe is a show that just helps normal people in the marketplace and in church leadership just learn how to connect people to the Father deeply. And in the marketplace, I do believe that it is a target from the Father all over the world. He is raising up disciples that take his kingdom into the marketplace for more than just purposes of prosperity, but just connecting others to him. If you feel led to, so into Coach and Joe. We have plans to grow this show. We look forward to telling you more and more about what our plans are to help as many leaders as we can grow in deep friendship with the Father. Be blessed. Thanks for joining us on the Coach and Joe Leadership Podcast. Don't miss the Coach and Joe Talk Show on YouTube and check out coachandjoe.com for more resources, blogs, and merch. We will see you next time.